Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boy, Zaheer, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to, to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be all right. Conversation hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up? Before we get started, we all know that black women have a history of being magical. They have a history of powerful organizing. They have a history of making minimal resources, stretch and bend to make major impact in our communities. I learned from my mom and my aunties and my mom learned from her mom and her aunties and my grandmother learned from her mom and her aunties and so on and so on. All right. So the trans faith organization, which I am a part of, I'm on the board, created the Bobby Jean Baker Award. This award is focused on giving community builders a little something to work with because we have faith, trans faith, and that they will do what our foremothers taught us to do and make an impact in our community. So we're giving away money. So if you know a black trans woman that is out here community building and she needs a little more resources to help her make that major impact that our foremothers taught us how to do. I have a link in the bottom where they can apply. I mean, we're giving away money. We're not asking you to buy something. We're not asking you to give your time and your work for free. We're asking you to invest in yourself by filling out an application <laughs> so that we, our organization, can give you some coins to make a little bit of impact in our community because we have faith in us. So go down in the bottom, fill out the application, or if you know a woman out here doing work, I need you guys to send them the link. Fill out the applications. Now, do not be intimidated by the applications. Do not think that you have to have the right words. Our board is filled with people who are from all walks of life, all levels of education. Do not let it intimidate you. Use the describe your program to the best of your ability and however that comes to through our through our mail or however it comes, we are going to look at it. We are not going to judge you. We are going to Work around it. Do not think 
that you're going to have to say the exact same, exact right words, <laughs> spell everything right, any of that foolishness. Long as you out here doing the work, we got you, boo. We believe in you and we believe in your expertise that comes with living this life. We bank on that when it comes to judging whether you will be impactful or not. We do not bank on your finesse of the colonizer's language. So as the church folks say, come as you are. And these folks really mean it. All right, let's get to the show. Hey, what's up, y'all? How are y'all doing? So I actually have a special guest in the studio today. Um, This is one of my best, 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 best friends. Um, We've been friends since we were 11, 12 for a long time, (laughs) long, long long time. So um, from the she remember when before I had a piece of hormone in my body. <laughs> and I remember when she didn't have that. Okay. <laughs> so this is Miss Thailand. Hello, hello. Opulent. Hello. hello. Okay. <laughs> Mirage. Okay. Um, she is a black trans woman. Uh-huh. She is a drag extraordinaire. That's what they say. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> um, Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, I, I, I'm a friend. I'm 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 a sister. I'm a auntie. I'm a, a mama, mother. I'm a mother. I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a couple things. I'm a here, there, there. You everywhere. know, we got a lot of roles yeah. as black women. You know, <laughs> we here, take there, care of a lot everywhere. of people, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, um, I wanted to bring her on the show today because I wanted to talk about trans women. And the criminal justice system and um, the prison industrial complex. Mm. And we have experience mm-hmm. in in regards to those type of things. Okay. So that's what it is. You know, we luckily we were blessed to not be permanently caught up Amen. in those situations. Okay. And um, we used our talents and our survival skills to, um, you know, make it less probable right. for us to be caught up in that system right. um, because we know so many trans women have been There's some that are still there uh, that are still locked up and still fucking um, struggling um, with trying to make trying to make <sighs> trying to make this oppressive system that we are in this right. oppressive society that we are in work mm-hmm. um even if they're not locked up, some of them have papers, paper trails that uh, stop them from getting jobs. Yeah, yeah, you can come out and just be stuck. You know, yeah, just be stuck. Um, Got to go back and do you know do other things to get you stuck back up in there. Exactly. That's where they want you anyway. Exactly. So I want to welcome you to the show. She's been here Thank before. You. Yeah, I've been to the show. I've, been, I've had my seat at the table a few times, darling. Darling. <laughs> so tell me. Your very first time running into the laws. Um, shit. Oh, can you remember? It's been a long time. It has. It has been. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I was a kid. I know. I know I was a um. Well, as a kid, I I had I had anger issues. I think now. Mm. Now I think about it. I didn't think of it then. But but now that uh, I've gotten older, I really realize you know it, I used to have anger problems, so I used to have 
you know, issues with keeping my hands to myself. So, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but usually it was provoked. It was. It, well, no, it was always provoked because I really did. I never just like was bullied to nobody. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? But I always would take it a little too far than what we, you know, were supposed you know, to. <laughs> we're a passionate, exactly, extreme right, women. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, um, I remember, I think it was probably about. 16 or 17 i was 16 because mm-hmm. the reason why i know this is because they tried to send me i don't know remember if you remember when they tried to send me to boys school and i was on there for like a couple of days and they sent me out yeah i think <laughs> I remember it was like you like can't that. yeah it was like we can't even have you here because uh-huh. you you got a you lot got, going you on you got all this going on <laughs> and ain't nobody in here doing like this and the only one who had been through there at that point i think really like that was strabella uh-huh um and she wasn't at the level that she was at then. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it was just like, oh, you too much. So I remember that. I remember going to jail. What do you jail. mean by you? What did they think was too much? Well, I was, you know, at that time, I was wearing them little titty things. Uh-huh. And everybody, they thought that everything was going on was uh-huh. real. And like, you know, and they just was like, oh, you got used to. Uh-uh. You got too much girl stuff too going Too much on. girl stuff going you shaking on. It up you shaking it up in here. Yeah, and then it's these is young kids too. Uh-huh. So it's like, you already 16, 17. We're about to send you home. Right. <laughs> we're gonna right. send you home. We're Just gonna so masturbate. Have to deal with it. Yeah, we're gonna emancipate you mm-hmm. and make what? Sh- yeah, that's when they admit, they told oh, me yeah. to they emancipated me. It was like yeah. you know you can't come back to Juvenile. No right. More. Now from here on out You're an adult. You're an adult. At sixteen. At sixteen. You're gonna yeah. be an adult. So every time you get locked, you know, they would take me downtown and it was like, Oh, now I'm in here. Right, with the grown people. With these grown people. Because right. they thinking I'm grown now since uh-huh. I'm different. Right. So, so uh, me and Deja, Thailand. Mm-hmm. You want me to call you Deja? Tyler, I know you, you as Deja. Ta- I know, but you call me Deja. <laughs> when, so, when I'm on here. <laughs> so, Thailand is, we met, we were in the system, but yes. it wasn't, um, yes. it wasn't jail system. Mm-hmm. We were in the Children's Bureau. Yeah. We were, CPS. Ch- were you Chins? Yeah, I was Chins. I was okay, Chins. we both yeah, were Chins. I was Chins. So, I was Chins taken. is where... Children in need of services. Children in need of services. <laughs> and um, I got in this situation because my mom went to prison. And mm-hmm. didn't your parents get locked yes, up too? Yes, they did. They did. Both yeah. went to federal penitentiary. Yeah. So our both of our parents went to prison. And mm-hmm. so when you don't have family that's willing to step up, yeah. the state steps up and you become a ward of the state. And right. when we met each other, we were in a group home. Mm-hmm. Um, we were both wards of the state. And... As soon as we met, we connected because instantly. we, yeah, we had. It was instant. She's actually the first person that if, yeah, she's actually the first person that I knew when I talked to them that I didn't have to hide myself. Nothing. It just was like open, and yeah. we just told everything, everything, all like kind of I, dreams, whatever yeah, we was gonna whatever do, whatever we were gonna do, <laughs> like, guys that we like. Like I never had an open conversation yeah. about liking boys mm-hmm. to anybody. I knew in my mind right. and experiences that I had, but right. when I met you, I knew that this is a kindred spirit. This is my sister. I know. And you've always said that. From yeah, like it's always uh-huh. been that like that. So there was nothing to be shamed of. There was nothing to hide. Right. I'm like, this This right. is a kindred spirit, and we've been friends ever since. And so meeting in that kind of capacity, mm-hmm. um, we kind of needed each other. Totally. totally. Yeah. Totally. You know, because we, even though we were ward of the states with the other boys that were in the group homes and stuff and the mm-hmm. guardian homes and whatever, it was right. multiple ones that I had been to. Right. Um, 
there you don't run into a lot of them like us no you know so it it you, you finding community we know how important community is and we found community in each other even when she ran away and left <laughs> we still stay friends right and reconnected and i was and, still like um, coming to see coming to the house uh-huh, coming to the house yes and then we had lost connection and she met somebody else i'm a keeper then, yeah, yeah was, and she was like, like do you know that yeah. person and keeper was like oh yeah and brought her right back into my life right um so you need community and we mm-hmm. found out within each other yeah. and it just that's just what it was right. and so and so throughout our relationship you know i was during you know i was going to jail mm-hmm. i was going to, i was going to jail because yeah. um, i was putting my hands down yeah and so i would kept going to jail and i would get out and it was a mess and mm-hmm. and then i was like Ugh. just the whole time just seeing people and meeting the different kinds of girls that i didn't even know had existed like he mm-hmm. was so mean it, i can't even remember i remember they called her monkey balls she was in there braiding everybody's hair <laughs> at, the, at the jail or there's a prison the jail she oh, had okay. been to prison though like a billion times supposedly right it's also a jail was where i met cca is where i met reesey uh-huh. but you know they said to call her that now she wanted yeah. to be called that after she died but yeah. um i called i met reesey and at the time she wasn't Right. She wasn't Reese, but um, that's why I had met her, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, I'm meeting all these different girls that are in here," and I swear it just would seem like this is just in the jail part. This I hadn't made, and we ain't got to prison yet. It's a mess, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but in jail, it's just like you would meet them, and every time I went into like one of those, I've been to jail maybe six times, mm-hmm. and I've, I've only had two convictions though. I don't the times I've been to jail, I've had two convictions, um, but um. Uh, every time that I went, I um, I just feel like they would have the girls tucked off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And you just would be like, it just seemed like they would pop up out right. of nowhere. It would be like, you would be into, and I don't know if I can explain it how, I don't know if you see like some of those jail shows, how they show you those dorms mm-hmm. or when you come in, it's like, um, it's people are out. Right. And they're out there and they're doing their thing when you walk in there, but you never see any of the girls. Right. And so when you walk in there, it's like, oh, especially in at this time, this is before they really started, I guess, separating like they do, like they do. Oh, my God. I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community. And I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here. So you're not only helping to sustain us, you're helping to sustain other people in a community. Because I put my money where my mouth is. You know, that's just the kind of bitch I am. Community is fuck. (laughs) So thank you. I really, really appreciate you. And if you have not become a patron, why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So let me give you a little bit of facts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, nearly one in six trans Americans and one in two black trans people Damn. has been to prison. Mm. Once, once they are behind bar, discriminatory policies and the consistent threat of sexual assault can Oops. make prison a living hell for the already mistreated group. Oops. The transgender prison crisis is a part of the larger pattern of violence and discrimination in U.S. society that disproportionately affects people of color. Mm. Poor people, trans people, gender nonconforming people all together. So we already know, based right. on statistics, facts, and, and just so much academic scholarship around um, prison statistics in, right. in regards to who it affects and who the justice system really um, is imbalanced towards right. um, throwing yeah. into prison. We know that black people is, is just that. Right. So when you take, add blackness to gender nonconformingness, yeah. then it makes it even worse. So that's why it's so high that at half of us have been to prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and they want us in there. They want us to admit. Mm-hmm. So it's just like you. Yeah, it's like you disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so one of the strategies when it comes to um, how. So let, let's go back. So the time that you're talking about mm-hmm. is the 90s. Yes. One of the legal things that started to happen in the 90s from the Clinton administration mm-hmm. was the, the three, three strike strikes rule. rule. Yes. So mm-hmm. tell me about how that affected your criminality. Tell me how that affected your threat of being in prison. And cause you just said you had two convictions. Mm-hmm. So that's two, bitch. That you two. was on number three. That was two. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't get the second one until like 2000. Uh, so, it was, so it was later. But the, the first, at the time I really wasn't thinking about it because I was like, especially being that they were considering you were an adult at 16 yeah. once you got emancipated. I just was, I just, it just was like some, Something I always would get, I would get like a super depression where I'd be like, ugh, I just, ah, I messed up. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, it would be something I didn't want to do, but then I, it, it would just be like, uh, I wouldn't think about it. So I would start thinking about, ooh, ooh, if I do get it, I don't know, oh, I don't want to be like, da 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 da. I don't want to be like this person I done heard about that's been locked up, you know, mm-hmm. forever. And, and then when I would get in there, I just would realize it would be like a, one of those things where I would just be like, "Ugh, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna do nothing." So when I would go in there, and I the first if, when I first would get in, I would be like, "Ugh, bitch, I would be sleep." They wouldn't even know. Like I told you, they were the girls would be hidden, and now I understood why. Because when I would go in there, first of all, I wasn't coming out because I didn't want nobody. Bitch, I wasn't ready, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm ready. You know I'm very like I want to look nice and stuff right. like that. So I'm in there like, Ugh. and so I didn't want to come out my room. I didn't want to eat that food. Right, because I just didn't know. I just didn't. don't they cut your hair once you get? They don't cut what? your hair no, in jail. Not, no, not in jail. Right. In jail, you keep your. I mean, that's why I had all them weaves and stuff. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> just hold them till yeah. they're falling out. But yeah. um, but I just still felt like I couldn't. I wasn't looking like how I wanted to look. I didn't wasn't feeling how I wanted to feel, and I didn't mm-hmm. want nobody to see me. So what about it, the Medicare? I'm not Medicare. Um, the medical, the the medical things that you need. Oh, instantly. Well, the thing with that is, is um, as my transition progressed and the t- the times I came after, uh-huh. that wasn't an issue uh-huh. because it was like, changed. oh, soon as I came in, oh, they see who it is. Oh, she's in here. 
Right. We already and once they once because they had already dealt with me before, uh-huh. it was like once I knew so hormones and stuff that was easy to get. Right. That so was when did the hormones thing start? So from the first time that you got locked up, there was an issue where they oh uh, total no right. you no you, you have to fight none you girl get in that hole and we'll be see yes and be a boy. Well, yeah. <laughs> we're not doing all that. Yeah, um, and then when did the change happen? Where it was it was well hormones? it was probably like one of the last maybe two or three times I ended up going okay. to jail and when I was like the one of the last times when I got transferred to prison it was just they had already had it together but it mm. was but it was more of like a we gonna give you this but we're not giving you this you do know you're not going into public into you're not going into the folks like that you're right, not going the in there with the population. No, why? We'll give you hormones. Why did they say that was a reason? Well, I think it was. I think that's that was how they deduced it. I think they was like, oh, "We'll give you your hormones, but we're not gonna have you in there looking like this." I mean, it was times like when I end up going to prison, mm-hmm. I couldn't get a job mm-hmm. because they was like, "Uh, uh-uh. the a job in the prison, in the prison, yeah, uh-huh. in pen products." Um, I couldn't work in pen products because they was just like, uh, "You was a, you're a security risk. You're a security." So risk. they were thinking about your safety. I don't know. I, I think I think maybe, but also too, I'm five three, and I was little big old titties. You know, they probably mm-hmm. was like looking like okay, something. This the, could I don't be, think they were worried about your safety. Yeah, this could be dangerous. <laughs> you got the things that they because like. Because when I was, I, mean, I remember walking through the through the um, when I got to prison, mm-hmm. and this was what in two thousand and one, I got to prison. This is my first time in prison. I'm in Indiana at Westville. The home mm-hmm. of uh, uh, what's his name? He created. They have a little thing. His cell there where he created. Uh, Welcome to the jungle. It's all fun and game. <laughs> That's he Guns wrote that there. Yeah, he wrote "Welcome to the Jungle" at Westfield oh, Prison. Gotcha. So they have a little thing set up for him. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but no, Westfield is like super. It reminds me of um, in in Indianapolis. We have this um, hood area called the Meadows, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, Westfield reminds me oh, of the, the Meadows. meadows. The uh, way it's set up, how you go mm-hmm. up the stairs to the apartments, and I like go up gotcha. to the, the 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 dorms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's really set up like that, and there's just people all out. And they see you when you first come up. Like, there's a big, there's buses that right. come up there with the prisoners on there. And you have on yellow. You got to, when you first go to the prison, you have on these yellow. And because you're, and when, how they do the trans girls or the gays or something like right. that, they put us in red. <laughs> so, because we're going somewhere different, that we're going to go to a different little side. So, and, let me talk about that. Prison officials often deem certain people at risk people Mm -hmm. and segregate them from the general population instantly protective custody or solitary confinement the issue about solitary confinement is solitary for confinement is usually for punishment for regular inmates when they do some wrong things they put them in solitary the rankest dankest little little hole and y'all are in there y'all in there one range one bathroom one shower Y'all have to use it. So it has been de- long term isolation has been deemed violation of human rights because it's it's the t- that type of punishment can cause serious psychological damage. Somebody mm-hmm. being alone and in a small space has mm-hmm. been proven that this it causes psychological damage totally. to a normal person um, making which could which could make 
them people who are already susceptible to psychological issues and right. mental health care right. it makes men, mental health um disorders they it makes it even worse right so it doesn't really do what you, you're trying to rehabilitate but it doesn't really work right so under the priya and priya is the um the prison That's rape right. elimination act mm-hmm. and we'll talk about i'll explain that later under priya Facilities may use segregation in, in isolation, solitary, confi- solitary confinement, and protective custody as a last resort. This means taking other steps to prevent the abuse, such as permitting like a trans person to shower separately Mm-mm. and That's explore. Safe first That's safe first resort. So yeah, we so, came through the door. Mm-hmm. They were like, Hey, you guys, this is where y'all going to be at some range. Yeah. And that's where you're going to be at. <laughs> and they explore alternatives such as moving an aggressive to another cell or facility, mm-hmm. like an aggressor who's trying to attack you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the facilities must just now, this is nowadays. This is this right. is not previous because right, right. Priya started in 2003. Yeah, so right. okay. this is pre-your okay. time. This is after your time, I mean. Right, right. Um, and... They have to justify any use of isolation segregation more than 30 days. Right. So things have happened that since the time that you were locked up. Right. And it was going on, too. I remember mm-hmm. um, I remember being in the in jail. Nevaeh and I rest in peace, Nevaeh. We got locked up at the same time. And um, basically everybody that we have talked about, every mm-hmm. girl on that we have just named on this mic is dead. I know. Reese, Starbella, <laughs> Nevaeh. So it's been a lot of, but that's the life of trans women. We know that that's what happens. A lot of our friends and people that we grew up with, we blessed exactly to have each other. Exactly. Um, exactly. But most of us, a lot of us, done died or in prison. Um, or in prison. <laughs> so um, yeah, we had ended up getting locked up. It, we got locked up together, and they kept us in segregation. Probably like. I think we were in there for like maybe three weeks. Mm-hmm. They kept us in segregation. And I remember her mother calling. Mm-hmm. I remember her mother calling down there to get, because the, what, what they were doing, Come with, on, black mama. they were letting, they let, um, they were letting them get out for an hour. Mm-hmm. But Nevaeh and I stayed locked up in the cell all day long. Now they put us next door to each other so mm-hmm. we could talk and play cards like this. Mm-hmm. But we couldn't come out at all. We couldn't come out the cell at all. Mm. And it was a range. And it was like about seven cells. Mm-hmm. Mind you, there's four murderers that they let out every day to walk around us. She was trying to come to the cell, pulling out the pieces and all kind of mm-hmm. stuff in front of our cells. It just was crazy. But they these was murderers. These are people that y'all did not. Y'all, this is one of them murdered somebody in the prison, in the jail. And y'all charges was like... <laughs> Boosting, stealing, stealing and fighting. Boost, boosting, boosting fighting, fighting security exactly, while you was boosting. Exactly, exactly. No, shit. Exactly. So, but these is murderers and they let them and out. Letting and letting them out. Getting, giving them an hour out. Giving them an hour out where they can walk the range, walk outside. They had like a little cubby hole thing outside where they could walk out. And they were like, no, you guys are on 24-hour lockdown. Da, 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 da. Well, and. Um, I can't remember this. She was like a young little girl. When she was so young, she was trying to do her thing, mm-hmm. and but she came through, and one of the dudes got her. Mm-hmm. He wore her out. He went up to her cell, 
choked her and tried to wore her out. Mm-hmm. So then they how did he the, get to her? She told him he was talking to her at the sale, uh-huh. like because they could walk past her sale. Like the the sales were open. Uh-huh. It's a range, so they it was like six or seven little sales. Right. And um, Nevaeh and I were both at the far end, mm-hmm. and she was like in the middle, and we would just yell down the range, "Hey, da da da," and you know. And I would see her when we go out to like go do our shot, take our shower, or whatever. We would say, "Hey, da da da," you know, talk like that. And well, one of the guys, the one of the dudes I told you that killed somebody in there, was talking to her at her cell, and he choked her, grabbed her, and pulled her to the cell and raped her. No, raped her behind the cell. She's trying to fight him away, but she was little, and he wasn't gonna. He she wasn't getting up out of that. She mm-hmm. wasn't getting up out of that. So. All of a sudden, it, the, everything opens up, and they come take her out, and they we still stuck in there though. Right. So Nevaeh's mom, she called her mom. Right. And then her mama called down there, and was and they were like, then it was like this big whole or ordeal. They came in there and picked up, told us to grab all of our stuff, and then they moved us to this dorm, and then we were in this dorm, and it was mm-hmm. just like. And then I, I I can't remember like totally what happened because I think I wasn't in there much longer after that, but I remember things started. I remember hearing that things had started running because of things like that in in at the Marion County Jail mm. because of something like that. And I know it was a big ordeal. Uh, so what what ended up happening is just things started to get crazy. Right. Okay. Oh, bad. It got real bad. There and and they started to change rules. Mm-hmm. There started to be. be be prisons that put LGBT and gender non-conforming people in separate units together. Mm-hmm. Um, setting aside special areas in the prison that are that only the like LGBT people right um, can be in because I know it's like to right offer here. them to offer them some kind of protection. Mm-hmm. However, segregating trans people as an entire group, especially without like their consent, can stigmatize them. Mm-hmm. Cut them off from work opportunities that you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Earlier. Couldn't get a job. Cut them off from privileges and resources and actually encourage violence at them from staff. Right. And it's punishment um, on punishment. And then they don't want to deal with y'all because they got to watch y'all all day long. Uh-huh. And they, you know, they can They have their own biases. Right. Totally. You know, yeah, totally. they have, you know, they have totally. hate for the gays. They have hate for the totally. trans girls. Totally. Or they uh, got fetish, love for it. Or fetishes. They yes. objectify uh, they you. They got love for And they have, they have the power to make you totally. do things. Totally. I remember my homegirl was saying that. You know, in order for she she had time, she was about to be having time. So was about to get up out of there, mm-hmm. and she says niggas staff members was forcing forcing her to suck their dick, so totally. they was gonna give her more time. Totally, yeah. totally, totally. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, I felt like I had to do it because these motherfuckers, these CEOs, would be fucking tri- they trifling and uh, trying to get me stuck they, in this and motherfucker. And they out there, and they out there. You know, they live being living in Westville. They had to move from Indianapolis. Uh-huh. So you know, some of them didn't have. You know, it wasn't a lot of either black women and da 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 da. It wasn't a lot. So it was like the situation I had with the with the officer. It's just I did you. It, there's no way I would ever be attracted to you. Right. But it just I just was not and you and but you I knew talk what I had to do. That situation. I, I guess I could. I yeah. Mean, but it's um well I there um at Westville there was a captain there and mm. um. I was working that I couldn't get a job at first. I couldn't work. I wanted to work in the kitchen with the dude I liked. (laughs) (laughs) He worked in the kitchen and I just wanted like a job. I wanted to be able to come out because they put us in uh, at this time. And at this time, I'm going to tell you this whole, this is me, Marissa. 
uh, all of us are there. Right. Uh, uh, Alex, we all right. in the same dorm. We all right. in the same dorm. And, um, and so it's people there that I know, you know, just from, you know, from being around. There's people there I know, but I don't want to be on that dorm. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be where it, this, they throwing shit through the windows. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People coming through there fighting. You know, I just didn't want to be, it just was too much. It was too much. And um, I didn't want to be over there. So I went, I ended up trying to give me a job. So I went to the captain and I talked to him. He's like, oh, well, I'll get you a job. But you have to work in you have to work in my office. So I was like, okay, I do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just was so, it was just a mess. I know that I remember the first time going in there, and I mind you, I'm this you know five foot little thing. I'm you know bitch. This time I got this big old booty, so I'm walking around thinking you know da 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 da. I'm thinking I'm this and I'm thinking I'm that, and I really was like, oh, I'm cool. I'm gonna be protected. I'm I'm good because I'm. You know, I'm passable. I'm thinking, you know, I'm just thinking I'm going to get the, the life that the, the girl you think you they hear about in there. But it's, right. it's a mess. Because talk about what you because what you kind of hear about in prison, you hear about the negative, but there is a positive There's side a positive. that people talk about it, where because you are one of the girls, right. you get some kind of blessings there is some because things. there's some yes. things, some privileges I, There was that some protection get. that I felt like I had. Like right. I, there was some things I felt like I could I could maneuver. You know, right. there were some things I feel like I could maneuver because of who I was. You know what I'm saying? I, I mm-hmm. felt like I could, I could maneuver. Like and what? So, um, like, I felt like I could go to the dorm where they was, you know, or where it was, you know, killers at. I could go to them dorms and I would be cool. Like, I wouldn't, I never felt, even though it, it, there's always an initial, <sighs> When you yeah. when you walk when in the you room, first walk in. yeah, there's initial. Oh, okay, what's this about to be? Right. But but I really I, I I've been able to finesse. I've right. been able to get through those kind of situations, and I really feel like I've been able to, um, like just, it's just they always talk about how they like if you the the fish, yeah. you the girl, you just they treat it, you like they, a queen, and they sometimes. do, and they did, they did, but there was always a lurking. Right. There's always an evil, and then there's always those ones who's just not buying it, who's just not saying, "No, I don't like it," and da 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 da, and right. it's not gonna be, and this is against this, and this is against the, uh-huh. and don't let it be gang things going on. Right. Don't let it be that, and don't let it be like somebody that is here, like up here that likes you, and somebody else up here that likes you, and then they from different sides. Oh, if they see you even fraternizing, they gonna put they something on you, you and they gonna wear you out. They want you. You ain't did nothing but be you. Uh huh. We're gonna get you out the situation because you're the problem. Right. You're the problem. So those were some of the things I had to worry about. I had to worry about that with and, and ended up finding meeting the cat. Ended up working for the captain. He ended up trying. Uh, girl, fat and rude, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. uh. But I know in order for me to be able to be. Where I want to be at, I didn't want to be on the um the they what they do at Westville is they put like all the girls in like a little a dorm where bitches is dying and all that kind of shit like an infirmary. Yes, and yeah. I'm like I don't I, I it's all depressing. that is too much. I don't want and I'm ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm over here. I'm good. Don't put me where these girls is doing bad and it was just a mess. It was a mess, and so people think you you know then you get that stigma. Of right. people thinking like oh, everybody got everybody AIDS. over here got AIDS since they all in the sick place, you know. Right. So it's just like, ugh. So it's just too much. And then you, oh, you would see like family members, and then that started to. Ha- I remember. 
people used to start talking about that when when they will start at first they will put all the LGBT people together, right? But then that stigma started to be laid, right? And they start separating to where there's a medical unit, yeah, there's a medical, and then they're a non medical, right? And then it's non medical, and then they put it on your door, boop, yeah, (laughs) that lets you know this is these ones right here is this, and then it just was constant telling all your teeth, yeah, it just was constant move, it was constant. Y'all all got to do it together, right? You know, if it if it's um. If something happened to one, we gonna fuck it up. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we gotta get all y'all, wrangle y'all up, mm-hmm. move y'all. Like it was like certain times when I was like cool where I was at the whole two years I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was times when I it was like spots where I was cool at. You know, this mm-hmm. is I done made my spot in here. I know people in here. I've set up shop in here. You know, mm-hmm. and but then like say something happened to where like one of the gay people or one of the trans people end up getting hit or. Getting raped, they wrangle us all up, move us all to one little spot again. It's right. like you just or to a whole nother camp. Right. I I remember having to fight. I was like right before it was time for they us to move. They were moving to everybody like who to a sex offender camp, and we ain't nobody know sex offenders. These girls is just but because it's more uh, where Miami, uh, I think Miami County, mm-hmm. it was a place where they sent like people who did sex crimes or whatever. Right. And they tried to take all the people from Westfield that were LGBT and move them to Miami to to the Miami Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are y'all moving us to a place where it's sexual offenders at? If y'all, well, they said it's because it's be- the, they said the pods are better protected. You can have your own cell and um. all that other kind of shit, which ain't, all that was cool, but that still was you sending us to a facility where people are, are, predators. are predators. Right. You sending us to, you, you sending know, a vulnerable community <laughs> to a predator. To a predator right. And that's why I was like, I, that was one of the things I remember one of the things I got involved with in prison was that was like, I'm not going there. I'm not right. going because y'all gonna have to find something. Y'all gonna have to do something. And luckily, mm-hmm. I was like, and plus I'm on, I only got 90 days. I got 90 days left. Right. So there's no reason for me to move. Right. In the situation with the captain, I, of course, it's obvious why you couldn't say nothing right. there because that would have shook it up and you probably totally. could have got set up more totally. time. Totally. Da, 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 and you're da, the captain. And He's you're the captain. captain. It's different. Yeah. He's a when you hat, got out, did you ever think about talking about it then? I didn't. It was just like one of those things where it was like that happened in prison. I don't even want to. Fuck I don't even want to fuck with it. I'm done with that. You know, it was just, it, and that's how it was when I had got out of prison. That's what it was like. I instantly said, "I'm not doing this no more. I ain't mm-hmm. doing this shit." You know, I don't want to go to. I don't want to go back there. I don't want to go to jail. Mm-hmm. And it just like was a total cutoff. I remember coming home in um, 2002. I came home. You were still out of town. You had you were still in Mississippi. Oh, yeah, school. Uh huh. And um, I was just like, I ain't going back. I ain't doing it no more. Whatever's mm-hmm. gonna change, <laughs> it's got to change now. And I ain't been back since. So right, it, it was one of those things. I didn't want to talk about nothing. And, and and even when I was talking to um our other sister Vanessa, she was like, Oh, are you ready to talk about this stuff? And I said, Well, I talk about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. It's just like she didn't re- realize that I could talk about it because she was just like, you know, there's certain things that, um, that you just go through in your life and you'd be like, uh, that was a part of my life. I ain't embarrassed of it. I did this shit. And mm-hmm. now we're going on, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, Cause most of the things, but also too, I also knew that shit had happened mm-hmm. where 
that it was big shutdowns and all a lot of people were fired from Westfields. And mm-hmm. I know that he was one of the ones who ended up getting fired. So I was like, oh, that was something. Something happened. Like karma. Yeah. <laughs> it was karmatic. like karmatic for me. Right. So I didn't have to really, I didn't really think to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? But I do remember. I remember everything that happened. I remember it was just, it was almost like a movie. It was almost like a movie there where it was just like so much going on. And mm-hmm. um, I just felt like. I had I had to go through it. I had you to go through. I always had it. a story of a romance in there that I thought was really Greg. interesting. <laughs> you always had a where you made a connection with somebody because uh-huh. you know we need that kind of affection. Yeah. How do, how do you navigate a a romantic situation in the prison um, with all the dangers that that could? He, Greg was one of the dudes that was like when I tell you when that you know the people that are high you know and they in the hierarchy he's of in the hierarchy inmates. of prison inmates yeah. and they call him the mayor and he was <laughs> just uh, um, I don't he I, it started off with me helping him with school stuff like mm-hmm. school things and then he was like oh you can rap and just, you know and mm-hmm. then I would like I was like I was like holding court with the boys like when they rapping and stuff I would always just go up in there and just do it you know and they were like right. are you you bullshit and I was like no I just wrote that like and so they, <laughs> so it just was one of those things where it he he was playing you know he would play with me just like be like oh da, 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 come over here and but would never would never like uh just he would never like push me off to the side like you know some people would come and just that's the you know when you come into a, like a, a situation like that oh this is the drag queen this is the tranny this is the uh-huh. this is the punk this is the you know everybody has their role in there <laughs> and and you and they kind of tell them like when they come in you kind of get introduced like that <laughs> 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 and he never did that to me but you know that people do it is the oh uh, don't worry about these motherfuckers over here. These is da 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 da. This is da da da. Oh, this is Queen right here. And he would say something like that, and I was he was like, oh. And so he just he was one of the guys that was just trying to help. He he really like always like was looking out for me. Like if I didn't get something on my on commissary, I would have it, and he just would do it and then, without asking for that. And then I just didn't. And not only was he. Fine, <laughs> fine is fine. Fine is fine. You be fine up in there. Exactly. He was fine, but I just all the fine men are gay or any prison. <laughs> so he was fine, and he just was like never. He just never. Um, and, and we just started talking about like stuff we wanted to do, mm-hmm. like things he wanted to do, and it went from there, and it just became like, oh. Now he's trying to send money to me, you know, because, you know, he's he was selling drugs in there. Mm-hmm. And so now he's like, oh, I um I put something on your thing. And I'm like, oh. But then when he did that, then that's when things started changing. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, we together. And I said, no, nah, I didn't know. That. <laughs> he said, you know, we together because it's just like when. I mean, when those things happened in jail, which I didn't even think about, I was like, oh, they did say this was going to happen. Mm, somebody's going to do well. As soon as I put some coins on yes. your commentary, baby, you, you mind. You are, I didn't know that this was going to be real. I said, oh. So how, my thing is, how, if you have this hierarchy, why, what's the, 
there has to be some type of risk of your status in there. Um, if if there you're playing is, around. there yeah. is. But there's one of those things where if you have been in there and like I'm saying, they call him the mayor. He he make the rules, and you still got to come through me. You got to come through me. So what you gonna do? And to then I things. still, yeah, you still got to come through me. And because I'm connected with staff and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you got to come through me. It ain't no trying to knock me off and ain't mm. no trying to pass by me. Right. And and in there is, yo, you deal with your own. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's really one of those things where there are there are interceding between communities. Right. But you really got to go through your own, you right. know? And then there. Because it's put, super segregated. Yeah. And they put you at a little place. There was because, like he said, he had called me queen. The girls that came in there, they made sure to introduce themselves to me. They made mm-hmm. sure that they, you know, they would come in and say, hey, you know, She'll help you out. You know, they knew to come to me to be like, oh, I'll get you. You know, make sure you good, ma. You cool? And da, da, da. You know. Make sure you got your pants. We all going to eat together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you really stick to your, you know, you went. And that's how people, it is with them. Mm-hmm. They didn't intercede. They didn't go to the white guys and be like, ooh. You know, it's some of them that did. You know, but you know, if you were going to the, to the white dudes to get whatever you needed, oh, that means you must be something. That means you doing something extra. Right. So and and they wouldn't they it just didn't crisscross like that. So gotcha. um they they're hierarchies at each point, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh Marissa was one of the ones too. You went to Marissa if you wanted some things, you know what I'm saying? She because she was an old school girl. If you mm-hmm. when you come through the door and you see her, it's like Oh, okay. That's the mama. The, that's one of the mamas of the dorm. Mm-hmm. She'll make sure you good. Da 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 da. And it's funny because now Marissa is organizing the trans march. Right. right. Totally. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like it's outdoor Out- community exactly. work. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's talk about, I want to go back a little bit and talk about the, um, Prison Rape Elimination Act, mm. PRIA. So we're going to call it PRIA. Okay. It was passed in 2003 with mm. a unanimous support from, um, be. parties in Congress. Um, how it started off, um, in 2001, the Human Rights Watch released a paper called No Escape, Male Rape in the United States Prisons. Mm. This single article, this single event, contribute, contributed the most to Priya being passed two years later in 2003. Mm. No Escape surveyed like 34 state prison systems. The reports documented um, accounts of prison rapes wherein inmates was being sold to other inmates Mm -hmm. um, as sex slaves. Men, instead of being beaten to submission, they would be coerced into sexual activity. Sometimes while in prisons and sometimes while, um, not of course in prison, but sometimes while prison officials would be standing there letting it go on. Totally. Um, That's the best ones to watch. That's the ones that they would, that's the ones when, I need you to watch because this is something we're we're doing as a punishment. That right. when they got the uh, official, or if there's like an officer there, uh-huh. that's usually as punishment. That's not even like a that's not even like a a buy you kind of thing. That's right. a you did some shit, shit wrong. and we about to get you. You, you about to be violated. You, you getting talk, violated. Right. Yeah, you, you getting violated. violated. So this was a part of the politics mm-hmm. in prison. Mm-hmm. Um, when they published, they published a lot of papers after that. 
Um, but that particular one was like, oh my God, yeah. the males are being raped. Being and raped. we know when we talk, when we live in a patriarchal society, a male fuck being that dick. a baby, a male <laughs> being raped. Oh my god. It's a god. man. It's a man. Oh, things what? are changing. <laughs> because they did other articles that were really specific to women mm-hmm. in prison being raped and molested, especially in like nineteen ninety six. They did a report about women being raped by officials and right. by in the prison. The women's prison in Indiana. All mm-hmm. those right there down in on Washington Street. All those women that were pregnant in there by the officers. So they had done things prior to that two thousand and one mm-hmm. report. Right. But when it was just women they kind of ignored it. Mm-hmm. I remember in um, in 1996, um, 1998, this is prior, this is a couple of years. Remember, that report came out in 2001. Mm-hmm. In 1998, um, John Conyers Jr., he's a Democrat from Michigan, um, he, cre- he made this custodial sex abuse act in 2008. Mm-hmm. It was attached to like um, a bill with Nonviolence Against Women Act. But it was removed and um, it was never reintroduced. And so when they tried to get this 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 protection act for Mm -hmm. women being raped in prison, they kind of threw it under the rug and didn't go for it. But once um, men started men, when they did the report about the men, it was like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) And so that's when they put it put a light, a fire under their ass. And they made they passed the prison um, elimination act. But. We got to go back a little bit further. Let's go into this Black History. It's Black History Month, right? Okay. So that was in 98 when they introduced the legislation for um, Violence Against Women Act. That mm-hmm. was, um, you know, had to be reintroduced because it got swept under the rug. Uh, side note, it got reintroduced recently. Actually, mm-hmm. as recent as December last the twenty first mm-hmm. of last year of last year, two thousand eighteen. Mm-hmm. It got the Violence Against Women Act. Mm-hmm. Do you know what stopped it from being government shutdown? Government shutdown. <laughs> government so Donald shut Trump down. shut down the government, and it overlapped, and it and expired. It expired, mm-hmm. and so and now. It's reiterated again, right? Yes, yeah. it did get reintroduced again on January 25th, 2019. So all this shit is connected. Right. Understand this is still going on recently right, right, right. now. But let's go back in, even further to 2000, not 2002, 1994. Ooh. So what got all of this shit popping? So okay. I just told y'all some facts that happened in for the for the act to get um, passed in 2003. Mm-hmm. I told you that they weren't listening to it in 2001 when they released until they released the article in 2001. They weren't listening to the rape shit when yeah. it comes to prison when they were when they put it in the um, Nonviolence Act into in 1998. Mm-hmm. Go back to 1994. Mm-hmm. There's a case called Farmer versus Brenham. Mm-hmm. In 1994, it was a case in which the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that a prison official's deliberate indifference to a substantial risk of serious harm to an inmate violates the cruel and unusual punishment Mm -hmm. clouded in the Eighth Amendment. D. Farmer a trans woman, black trans trans woman, woman. okay, black history, was incarcerated 
with a general male population after she was beaten by other inmates and raped by other inmates and acquired HIV as a result of the rape mm. because they tested her before she came in yeah, and she honey. was clean because they test they all sure inmates. The girls. So, but they but for the for Indiana, if you wanted the girls. Oh, instantly! As soon as you come, th- even again, and I, that was something that they talked to us about that too. That was against the law. They couldn't uh-huh. even they they supposedly they couldn't even do that at uh-huh. one point because they wasn't doing it to all of the guy the whole population. Oh. But they were definitely doing it. If you were LGBT and you walked through that door, they tested oh, you're you. going to get tested. But we're not even putting you out on the on the gig. You're not even coming in here unless you get through. Wow. It. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she ended up getting tested. Yes. So she ended up getting tested and after the rape, after the assault, the rape and the abuse and she got HIV. Yeah. Farmer claimed that the prison administration should have known that she was particularly vulnerable to sexual violence. The decision marked the first time that the Supreme Court ever directly addressed prison rape directly. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, this happened in 1994. Mm -hmm. Okay. So before all of this stuff was going on, okay, they ignored the trans woman's case. Now it was on the books. Now mind you, when it got to the Supreme Court, they did rule that hey, y'all this liable is for this. Yeah. Um, that you this is cruel and unusual punishment. But they did put a clause in there that they actually can't be liable. Mm. So they well, made it the to where to where they they had to protect them. Like uh-huh. it's you have to protect them, right. but if something happened, they can't they, sue you. Exactly, exactly. Because I remember that was going on. I mm-hmm. remember that was like the big thing. Oh, if I if something happened to me, you get I'm getting sued. So that's what the, the girls will yell out. You got me in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so when we talk about you know we, we talked about this last week too when we talk about trans women, um, you know, just being introduced to the world when Caitlyn Jenner came out. we've been in the game we've been doing activism we've been trying to make a change living is living activism uh, living just going out here showing my face every day in this society is a form of activism and we've been doing it and been doing it and we came out what in in 93 yeah 94-ish yes that's yeah so there was girls who was doing shit before <laughs> us. Exactly. So understand, there was legacies already put in place totally. in our city, in totally. cities around the country, totally. before we even came out. Right. Right. Before we took our first hormone, there was already people who had done work mm-hmm. that were already doing things right. in communities and experiencing oppressions and trying to fight against it. Right. Some successful, some unsuccessful. Right. Some going down doing it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Going down doing going it. Down. You know, that's just what it is. And mm-hmm. so this is not a new fight. And what this lets you know is how interconnected that we are. When right. we talk about... Um, the prison industrial compact a complex yeah. how yes we are the most vulnerable absolutely totally. but women were getting raped mm-hmm. cisgender women cisgender men was getting raped right. as punishment right. was getting raped as sex just because right. i'm horny and you got yeah, fat ass exactly. and i want to fuck you right and you right. in prison so and let me take it and you um, um i'm taking it you know so we all are being affected by this kind of violence and this lack this negligence of the system that we have no. been caught up in no. disproportionately when it comes to black folks. Mm-hmm. So this one trans woman 
having to go through what she did. And then they still didn't. Still, still didn't, didn't give her the full protection. It had to be white boys. When them white boys, when they, when them white boys became the targets, I bet you that's when they said, <laughs> "Oh, okay, okay." Because it definitely that, was the male one. Uh, yeah, when them little white boys became the target, I'm sure that's when they said, "Okay, mm-hmm. now we got to." Because I didn't sit my son in there. <laughs> y'all <laughs> supposed to be rehabilitating <laughs> Johnny, uh, exactly. Uh, so and y'all are letting him get right. And now they getting right. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's when it happened. So. Tell me about, we talked a little bit about healthcare earlier. Tell me about your experience with um, getting things that you needed that revolved around your transness. What was the resistance in the beginning? And then tell me how how it changed by the time you got in there the last uh, time. Well, in the beginning, it was a mess. You know, um, they, uh, I think it, they were going... I think it was happening with the times. Whatever the times right. was doing, that's what it was. But it became easier for me after I was advancing my transition on the outside. So right. when I came in, you know, back in the day, I'm still the same way. I carry hormones and stuff in my purse. You know, right. if I have stuff, you know, it was easier to, once I learned how to maneuver that, like I had mm-hmm. people, I knew to have people call in or I knew to, you know, had, you know, I knew to do things like that. So it made things different right. for me. You had that to, kind of so way. what you're saying is that you had to have an advocate oh, outside totally, totally. to support you're you in getting, getting things you're, done. Oh, you're not getting nothing in there if you're LGBT and especially if you don't have like HIV or any of those kind of things because uh-huh. that's the only thing they're really going to really take care of uh-huh. um, but if you don't have like if you don't have any kind of like health issues or nothing uh-huh. like that uh, you're going to have to you're going to have to get people, if you want to get hormones and any of those kind mm-hmm. of things, you're going to have to have somebody outside that they can say, if they can't just look at you and say, oh, you obviously have been on hormones and right. stuff like that. Or you, when you talk to the doctor and stuff like that, right. if he can't look at you and be like, oh, you're obviously on hormones and things, right. so I can I can do that for you. It'll be the lowest dose you could possibly think of, right. but it's definitely not going to be the medication you was on. Right, but um, but they and it's probably gonna be some bullshit like primarin or something. Uh, uh, Not even it'll be uh, menest. Yeah, (laughs) like one of those one of those estrogens that just that just is gonna keep you from yeah keep you from having (laughs) high flashes. Right, that's it. So you you I mean it really was one of those kind of things. It really wasn't until like I had people calling in or. I would be, you know, I, once my transition was progressing and mm-hmm. I would come in there, oh, this is what I'm on. This is what I took. Because at that, what they do then is it goes from not wanting to, to deal with you to wanting to, ooh, making sure you good and away. Just so you can be quiet. Yes. Good You're not and getting away. anybody calling. You're not getting nobody right. in trouble. You ain't got nobody calling. You're not about to get me to lose my job. Da, 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 da. Right. Here. And got on in your corner, exactly. <laughs> and that's how that's really what is what it was about. It was and like, so that's why it's really important if you have trans folks that's in jail, mm-hmm. make sure you got to they call, take, you got to check, call and check, call and, and check make sure them. so they know that somebody out there cares. Yes, because that's what it is. Right? They, when they know that ain't nobody don't don't care about you, don't give a fuck about uh-huh. you, they'll do you bad. Which a lot of people are because our family bad. turns our back on back on us. Mm-hmm. Um, when, once we transition, right. so we don't have the family support yeah. to 
call in that somebody who cares exactly you know so make sure that if you have some trans folk that you are um that is your loved one that you care about that not not necessarily your relative but that you care about and you know they're in prison make sure you call in and check and make sure so they know like i told you when you come in there you don't it may be trans women in there but you don't see them because they're not out they are tucked off somewhere right you know they got them tucked off somewhere so you don't know what's in there till you like Get up in there and get to looking around. Oh, they in that room right there. Right. And you'll be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Y'all good. You mm-hmm. know, so it's one of those kind of things. They they really don't move. They don't move if you ain't got nobody moving for you. There. Exactly. You'll be stuck sitting somewhere dry trying to make it. And know? that is totally true when you talk about the what's going on politically on the outside. Mm-hmm. Because years ago it wasn't even any question no prior to us any question to give you some hormones mm-hmm. no you a man mm-hmm. so no. you come in no, and doing what you need to do prison yeah you gotta be yeah. doing what you're doing um because now healthcare rules has really really changed when it comes to transgender pr- prison policy prison mm-hmm. policy so in 2011 a settlement in a case um adams versus um the bureau of prisons, BOP, promoted a major policy reversal for federal prisons. Adam forced the government to begin guaranteeing access to hormones and other care deemed medically necessary by doctors. So science community, doctor, medical field, really supporting us, really kind of pushed this forward and this person really taking on the fight um number one transgender people incarcerated by the bureau of prisons now must have access to individualized assessments and evaluations Mm -hmm. and also um current accepted standards of care will be used as a reference for developing the treatment plan right and outlined in as outlined in the standard of care published by the world professional association for the gender transgender health wphth Finally, treatment options will not be precluded solely due to level of services received or lack of services prior to incarceration. Right. This toss out the BP's former freeze frame policy whereby the officials could refuse transition right, like I said, related care right. for people who right. couldn't prove they had started exactly. treatment before exactly. being incarcerated. They, they had to look at you and tell. If they couldn't look at you and tell uh-huh. that you was on hormones, oh, girl, oh, no, good day. No, we're not doing nothing, right? Good day. Freeze frame. Yeah, good day. Exactly. <laughs> Such arbitrary blanketed bans of health care has repeatedly be founded to be unconstitutional. So these are the rules now that has changed because of um, D. Adams and Vanessa, I mean, D. Farmer and Vanessa Adams. Vanessa Adams, yes. So these girls have set the, got the ball rolling and it's benefiting trans folks now. But understand there is so much more that we need to do. thank you. There's Take so care. much more that we need to do in um, in the prison system to protect the girls. Um, and you gave the best advice to that, go, making sure to check on them. Yeah. Making sure to call and when check on them. they know somebody cares about them. Yeah, because that's, that's really what it is. They, it's like if you, if you are... If you're a trash, they're going to treat you like trash. If they exactly. feel like you're trash, they will treat you mm-hmm. like trash. They will not pay attention. You will right. be in there. you just be, in, be there. in there somewhere. Yeah. And... You either gonna come out or you're not. It was times like 
I remember, like when I saw when I told you that Tori was in there, she mm-hmm. had got beaten up so bad her eye was messed up. Right, and because you know she's a tranny in a group of prisoners, prisoner dudes, they beat her up, put her in a room, mm-hmm. and she had to nurse her eye back, and it was right. fucked up. It's still messed up. Right, so it's like. Those kind of things, you know, somebody will be in there and you just won't know. You know, you, won't you just know. Won't, you won't know. And shit can happen mm-hmm. to them. Right. And it's just like you just have to make sure that you do, you know, just looking out. Just like I think that has to happen, period. You know, you just have to how it does, how it happens in there, too. Like sometimes it's like I done seen a whole group of girls. You know, we don't all had to fight at one point in time. Somebody right. because it's like. We, you just got her. So, you know, we could be next, you right. know? So, we just going to have to take this. And it would be, like, ridiculous. It would almost be like a like a, like a a riot, almost, because right. it's like, we got to do it. You know, we have to... You Sometimes you'll be sitting there and be like, oh, bitch, I do not want to fight today. But I know that this is all I got in here. Right. So, I got to stand up for her. Right. And if I can't, and if I can't, um, if I can't, like, you know calm it down just for like me talking or or um or what they call grooming if right. i can't groom them the, you know like hey girl don't do that you know boy she's good don't no don't you know mm-hmm. you can't groom them we all gotta fight them you know we because right. if he hit you we know we probably gonna be next right <laughs> well he gonna try us oh he gonna try me yeah right. he's gonna try me so it's just like one of those things where it was times where I was getting into fights, you know, where the whole dorm, we had to get into fights. You know what so I'm is there, I know, um, I remember hearing about waivers that you had to sign. Yeah, you do. Talk about that. That's the, that was the, that was right before. That's how this I changed before that, these yeah, changes. That was right before I, I got to, that's how I got to get into the population at, um, at the prison. Mm-hmm. Um, because I told you they had us all in a, and I was like, he was like, well, you have to sign this waiver saying that if anything happened to you, we aren't responsible. So I want you to think about that. So <laughs> we in order so that you cannot be either in solitary confinement, going you crazy. To, you have to give your life away. You have to say, in order for you to not be in this fucking depressing ass. 24 hours a 24 day. 24 hours a day. 24 hours and a this, day. You have to sign a waiver saying that if they put you in population. Nothing you you that not you reliable. can't sue. They're, they're not, not liable. Da 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 da. So you knowing mm-hmm. that you are at risk in this situation. I'm getting out of the cell, but I have to get. <laughs> have you to have get to make the decision. You have to, to make the decision between getting out of this cubby hole of a fucking cell yes. and going into the lion's den. And they're forcing you to sign a waiver to, to cover their ass, just to make sure, just to make sure you. And I, and, and you think about it, it's like uh. This is okay. a bad. How do I make the decision? Okay, but because you don't want to be locked up in there, you you don't. You, don't, you can't get schooling. You can't get none of that. You can't do any of those. Any things. of the privileges. You can't have any job. Because, it's like punishment on top of punishment. And don't exactly. And don't your early release depend on you f- fulfilling programs and yeah. shit. You can so get time you off, six and seven months off for just going to going to a drug class. I don't even do drugs, but I go to the class. Just to get some just fucking time off. But if I'm stuck in this fucking cubby hole of happening. a fucking cell, Not I can't happening. go do this to Not get happening. less time. Not happening. Not happening. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. that's an intricacy that I didn't even think about mm-hmm. because, you know me, I'm, I want to be where the niggas is. Right. <laughs> 
you think about that too. You think about that too, but you also think about, Ugh, I don't want to have to deal with the madness. The madness of the niggas. Yes, I don't yeah. want to deal with that. But at the same time, it's like, I don't, I can't, I'm a people person. I don't want, I have to relate and talk. We're and social yes, entities. Exactly. Whether you people person or not, <laughs> right. you do not want to be I in just, this fucking room I looking don't. at the same wall. Exactly. You know, no TV, no nothing. nothing. You just stuck you in just there. You just stuck in there for 24 hours. 24 hours a day. And so I have to decide, do I want to be here going nuts? Or I'm going to go out here and risk, this, risk my life. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And then I can't even be, there's no reparation for it if some shit go on for time. Right. So it's like you really are out there. And then they try to put up the thing, but well, we don't offer that to, to, um, to the male inmates. And it just was like, well, you don't have to offer that to because them. They're because they're not at risk at the they're same not at way the that same I am. Risk. They're not at the same risk. Right. You you know the totem pole of life. And Motherfuckers going to take over who they think is the weakest. Right. And you see me as a weaker person. You're going to you automatically see me as a weaker person when I walk through the door. Right. So that's why you put me over here. Right. So why not say, oh, I do see you. I do see you as this. But why do I? Why would I? And why would I not offer you all the protection that I can? And this is prior to, um, you know, the rules that you got to get protected. Right, right. But prior to that, you know, Mm-mm. they didn't have to. I don't have to offer you nothing. No. This is, I'm putting you out here. You going to have to make it how you want to, or you going to stay locked up what you want to do. Right. And you're in prison. You're a criminal. Yeah, you're a criminal. Nobody gives a fuck about this you. This is a male prison anyway. Right. <laughs> that was so, their favorite thing to say. Uh-huh. This is a male prison. Because I um one of the things with with um Indiana prisons too is that they used to have to, they used to can cut off everybody's hair. Mm-hmm. And I know that that was stopping like right after too, because now it's just like you can't send you can't don't do that. You can't Mm-hmm. This is the person that li- that's living their life as a woman. This is what is mm-hmm. going on with them, and you know it, right? And you know it. Don't because do they because women they weren't cut there. They, no, they don't. They don't. They, they were doing it to it the men. Yeah, they just do it to the men, and right. it was just like you can't. You. This but is there was a case life. about that, like religious yeah. case, mm-hmm. a guy who had dreads, right? Right. Yeah. And some religious Rastafari. case. Rast- yeah. yeah. And, and so yeah. that now changes. That changed it too. That you, so when we talk about. When we talk about they actually changed first. It was Indian, yeah. the Indian Native Americans and uh-huh. religion. So now they don't get their hair cut, and then it went from exactly. that to trans people. And so when you like when we t- <laughs> when when you hear people talk about if you center the most marginalized people when it comes to policy and protection, mm-hmm. you're gonna bring everybody else along right, with you, right? And that's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So whoever has a religious and who had the hair who didn't want to, if you was protecting the black trans woman who didn't want to get her hair cut off long time you, ago, long time ago, protect her. We didn't, yeah, we didn't, we didn't discuss you this. wouldn't, you wouldn't even had to worry about you the dreadlocks getting go cut. Through it. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to worry about the Native American hair getting cut off for religious reasons because that. you all already had protected you took care of it it by protecting the least of us right if you would have done that but you didn't you had to figure it out and then we had to (laughs) and then you always got to go through what these dudes is going through first Uh what they going through these yeah it's got to be sis assist assist situation Uh uh, before they really get to looking looking at it right oh it was dangerous then oh my god it was dangerous it was super dangerous i didn't know that until the cis men started getting raped oh you didn't know that all these women and these women and trans women were already getting tore up and demolished and dying in here 
Well, you know, they wanted it. And see, and that's the, that's the shade. That is the shade. And that's what happened with the hair yeah. thing, too. It's just like, yeah. I just hate that it has to take that. It, it has to take. But but tis the nature of life. And that's why I always tell when I'm, when I'm talking to, like, cisgender black men, and I talk to them, and I'm, I'm like, you, you can make shit move if you was... If you were still reaching out to your these other folks, we got to you got to reach out to these other little marginalized groups. This this is a part of this can make your mission and your and your league stronger. And we already have a perfect example. Do you remember um, in Attica Prison when they did the prisoner strike? When they did the strike, yeah. the dude, Big Black, mm-hmm. we learned from Miss um, Major Griffin's documentary. Big Black said. I need everybody to everybody. be in one accord when we're trying to do this strike. If right. we're going to get, we th- these conditions are horrible. If we're going to change them, I got to get everybody. You know what he did because he was a smart motherfucking man? Mm-hmm. He went to every sector of the prison mm-hmm. and talked to whoever was the leader, the, the leader. head exactly. motherfuckers exactly. of that. But if you the LGBT or you the trans folks, I'm mm-hmm. talking to the leader. He mm-hmm. said, I need y'all to get y'all people in line. Because we doing so, it. Because we doing this. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, totally. Because I need everybody on board, and it has to be like that. It has to be. You got to go and get those those marginalized people because that don't just make your league stronger. That it makes make your, league, your st- league stronger. It just it is what it, it is. Just we, a bigger foot, bigger hand. Absolutely, it's so much. Mm-hmm. It's so much that we can accomplish mm-hmm. if we just lay down the differences and really pull all of us together look at what black women did in alabama Mm -hmm. think about if every single marginalized people that are against white supremacy and patriarchy that are from white cis women from black men from black women from lgbt folks Mm -hmm. all the people if we all came together and didn't have these little divisive things that Mm -hmm. happen we could change so much so, so much, much mm-hmm. so much so much and they know it mm-hmm. they know it that's why they so desperate with this fucking donald trump shit that's why they so desperate trying to leave trying to fucking um um voter suppress every fucking state look at what mm-hmm. stacy abrams did right hot on their motherfucking tail okay. even with you cheating <laughs> exactly. I'm, still I'm still almost right. in this motherfucker yeah. <laughs> so no when i come back i'm gonna be motherfucking ready okay you see exactly. what i'm saying they exactly. know they know that they they, they see the power in us mm-hmm. and so they gotta do all these fucking cheating ass tactics just to try to stop us right. and now if we think about if we just come together and do what we need to do right how much we can change and that's a perfect example Mm-hmm. Where this is somebody who knew, and to, to add to that story, he got out of prison, right? Mm-hmm. His girlfriend's child mm-hmm. transitioned, oh, okay. and the mama was like, Mm-mm. and he convinced her to accept her child as it should be. As it like should be. I knew somebody like that in prison, mm-hmm. and that's just how they are. Leave them alone. That's your family. That's your child. Mm-hmm. Accept them. I know that's right. And years later, that trans was able to tell him thank you yes you kept me with my mom you you got my you convinced my mother to accept who i was because of your connection to miss major in prison in attica fucking prison and that's usually how it is too Mm -hmm. i think i think if the i think um when when there is a accepting when there's an acceptance and when people have an understanding of somebody Mm -hmm. and they are the head of their household or something like that. I think mm-hmm. it, it could change so many different your relations yeah, to it cha- that exactly. community. It, cha- it changes your relationship. It makes them tangible. It makes them real. It mm-hmm. makes them okay. I know a trans person, right? 
they've been in my house. Yeah, and it and it doesn't <laughs> and it, we ain't we ain't talking about on no fucking um oh my black friend or my trans no. friend or my we're talking about an intimate relationship, not sex. Just no, just, just a, you somebody just, we somebody connecting. We are relation. Yeah. We're in relation to each other, close enough to where we can get to know. And I I can see your humanity. You can see mine. Right. And we okay. Even if I don't agree, even if I don't totally understand it, I see your humanity. Because and, I think people are always upset with the idea of they never see the real they people, never know what the realness of somebody the idea, is oh my oh, god this is a the boy going of, to a girl yeah, it's the idea oh of god. it and people are usually how dare you people are so caught up in the idea of what they think of or what they've been told right but when they have that experience it always is different it always yeah. is a different kind of oh uh, okay i see i oh. get it i don't totally oh, we both get human. It, oh we, we both, both just human. breathing we just we both breathing, breathing. we're trying to live okay and yours, I think that's what it is. Yours just have to be your your issue in life just so happens to be in that particular right. gender identity arena. Right, my right. issue in life may be I'm doing this classism <laughs> right. or whatever my right. issue may be. I'm trying to be the best that I can be over here. I'm right. trying to present myself in a certain way. I'm Maybe to come the, up. I'm, I'm trying to come, come up. up. I'm trying to become right. something. And I see you trying to become something. You right. try your transition is this. My, my transition, transition is, is this. this. Exactly. Exactly. And so finding that thread of connectivity um, allows you to see the humanity in people totally. and allows you to call your motherfucking trans folks in prison <laughs> <laughs> and, and make sure, and they, make sure they good yeah. you got to you got to so i think we did a show did I you want to th- add anything no, that is, anything I, I, I think um that you wanted to touch on j- just the um just the aspect of ch- you know times are changing and and um and things are things are i don't know i don't even want to say getting better but they, there's a there is a a um progression that is okay. going on there is a progression that's going on but it could be moving so much faster right because we should be further than where we are now exactly there shouldn't just with how technology and things and you know things that we hear about and just the exposure there right. things should be at a different level at this point so i think that um we have to get a it's not even about just doing something it's about getting it done right we've been doing we've been doing we right. talked about the from 1994 we've been doing just exactly. got to get done now it exactly. has to be done it, i don't want to keep the oh we doing this oh we doing this oh we're going away to get mm-hmm. this we're trying to get this no we're, we should be at the point where shit should be done certain right. things in certain levels we don't need to be worried about that no more because we have this to do now. Right. That should be done. Yeah. So. It's, still, it's still people like I wanted to um, bring up Kai Peterson, mm-hmm. a black trans man that murdered his assaulter mm-hmm. um, that's in prison right now. Mm-hmm. And there are people just like we've been seeing all of these people getting off of getting off. Yeah. Um, Shatoya. Centoya. Yeah, I was going to talk Brown. about Centoya. Yeah. Um, we, th- there are people in jail right now who should not be there. Who should not be there. They should. They and should the evidence be- shows that they're not, should not be there. And not only that, it's like with the drug shit, with this marijuana thing, there's still people in jail. And then there's people on TV that are talking about making millions of dollars in the marijuana business and people are is in prison for life because it was their third strike and they're in prison still you can't it it made me so upset i told um i told one of our sister vanessa this other and she was tripping off because it made me cry 
to watch these men on TV, these white men on TV say they are excited about making the billions of dollars that they're going to make in the marijuana industry because it's opened and up. And you need to invest And now. you need to invest. And like somebody that is a, you know, a senator is saying, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like you got people that are still in prison. For a fucking ounce. For an ounce that's been in there and been in there and it was a third strike and they still locked up. There's no way that the, that certain things like that should still be happening. That yeah. should, it, 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 we, like I said, things should be done now. We should, there are certain things and certain topics within our our life and understanding that we should not be still dealing with because right. that's what keeps us stagnant. That's Mandatory what keeps us minimums, shit like that for yes. bullshit. That shit that needs, to be, so it needs to be overturned. Yes. It, it it should, so those are common sense things. Common These are common sense things. things when you got judges on the docket saying, I don't want to do this because this isn't fair. Right. But no. I, I I don't have I any have other choice. choice. This I is the law. Choice. I have to be able to give you this life sentence because <laughs> blah 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 blah. How can these judges? How, how can are you a judge? When, when you are supposed to weigh weigh the options, You're but some weigh. of certain, like in Louisiana, mm-hmm. certain states, like they have to yeah, do it. It's not like this is a, this is required yeah. that like a maximum min, minimum or whatever. This yeah. is required, so I can't even adjust it why is that not right even that's supposed to be gone that's That's supposed to be gone they should be able to make a judgment they should be able to say you are a judge you (laughs) should be able to say this particular case is a different kind of case and we need to do some changes when it comes to this i'm presiding over this case yes why is legislation not being changed to where they can make these type of decisions case by case by case and that's the thing though i'm saying it should be done those things like that should be done those are common sense things these are like then you can say are we really just trying to reform a fucking system that should be burnt to the ground anyway? I've said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like... Burn it up. You Kill know, it. It needs like, to be fixed. It uh, needs to be fixed. And I think the only way to fix it is to call, destroy it. It needs to yeah, be break it, oh broken out God. of You know, well... I hope y'all learned something. I hope y'all did too. It I want to thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for us. being a sub. You know, I love you. I love you much. Um, you enrich my life with your experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thank you for being open and sharing thank with you. the audience. Um, if y'all have any questions, y'all want to talk to Ty, y'all want to um, see what she got going on, uh-huh. tell them about where they can find you. You can find me on Facebook. And it's my legal name. It's Ty Award. <laughs> <laughs> or you can look up Deja Opula Mirage, which is my um, my work name, my mm-hmm. performance name. I'm a performer here in Houston, Texas. Yeah. And um, yeah, if you, that's where I'm at. Yeah, um, I'll put her um, information in the bottom. Uh-huh. Um, you know, show her some love. Thank, Thank you. y'all for listening to Marsha's Plate. Thank you for my plate. Bye-bye. <laughs> well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamondstylz at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right.